0: Ste fans, welcome to another episode of Bad Language from behind the Steelcurtain.com. I am Brian Anthony Davis. I'm glad to be here with you as always on a Monday. Yeah, where I'm at in Maryland, it's a rainy Monday, so usually like the carpenters would say, the late great Karen Carpenter. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down, but when I'm with Steeler Nation, when I am with BTSC Nation, when I'm with all of you, when I'm thinking about the black and gold, I am not Dan. Yeah, if Yinsers did it. Rainy days and Mondays always get me Dan, but no, not me. I am feeling good. I'm glad to be here. It's June, and there's always something to do when it comes to your black and gold, your men of steel. We are always talking Steelers. And, hey, there's always something going on. Look at last week. The Steelers signed Larry Joby. Yeah, just a couple weeks ago, that defensive line, everyone was worried about it. It was old. No stuff on to it. How could Cam keep it together? And now we're excited about Larry O coming to Steeltown and coming to that defensive line. Now, it's only a one-year deal, but the guy's 27. If he balls out who knows? He might be a future leader of that line. So that is something to be really excited about if he's healthy and all accounts say that he will be after that Liz Frank injury of last year. And Liz Frank, is that like a sister of Anne Frank? It sounds like a poet or somebody like that. Not, not a devastating injury, but I digress. If you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and you love to hear about the Steelers, well, there's 19 original shows every single week. This morning, if you did not check out Let's Ride, where Jeff had Chris Carter on, fantastic stuff, you need to go ahead and check that out. Just like that, you can go to BTSC anywhere where you download your favorite podcast and you can grab it. It was a good show. Just go ahead and do that. Look up Let's Ride from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Last night, Jeff was, man, Jeff's been busy lately. He was on with Kyle Kreiss on the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. Great show. They were both, they looked like knights that say knee, but they were knights that say yins as they were talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Sunday night Q&A. So good stuff with those sheisty hats on. Also, Kevin Tate had Brandon Harriet on with We Run the North, talking about the franchise quarterbacks. Really great stuff, so don't miss all these great original shows. Later on today, it's going to be me with Shannon White and Tony Defio as we go ahead and run it all down with the Steelers hangover. So I'm glad you're hanging out with me, and we've got plenty of things to talk about. Now it's June. A lot of people don't know what's going to happen in this offseason, of course. You have two different sides of the coin right now. You have those fans that are excited that they think that the new era is going to start now, whether it be Mitch Trubisky, whether it be Kenny Pickett. There's people split on who the quarterback's going to be. There's people split on whether this era is going to be good or whether this is a rebuild. And after 18 years of Ben Roethlisberger, things are going to just go sour. That's what people think. It's either one or the other. It's going to be great. They're going to pick up where they left off and even do better. They're excited about the Omar Khan era. Or are they? Some people think Omar Khan, make it a big splash, re-signing Minka. Then you hear people say, well, it's a no-brainer. Who wouldn't sign Minka? Yeah, but you had the numbers guy that knew how to get it done and get it done smart. Then the other side of the coin saying, hey, Minka's back for a long, long time, probably going to retire as a Steeler. This defense is going to be stronger now that Larry O is going to be there. You still have the Defensive Player of the Year in TJ Watt. You still have the stalwart in Cam Hayward. Then you have the ones that are worried about the defense, the middle of the defense, that don't like the fact that Miles Jack and Devin Bush Jr. are too similar. You have that. You have those camps. People are split. But one thing that they're really split on is this. Super Bowl or bust. There's some people that recognize progress in a season. Recognize from the get-go that it could be the Steelers year, but if it's not, and they make progress, that they are building towards something else. Then there are those fans that aren't satisfied with anything. Those fans that could have great things going, but need something next. They need that sticky Lombardi, as Ben Roethlisberger used to call it. They need it every single year. And if the Steelers don't win the Super Bowl every single year, they consider it a downer of a season. When they went 15 and 1 in Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year, and fell apart in the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots, even though they would end up winning it the next year, that's considered a major disappointment. But you had a rookie quarterback that went that led that team to a 15 and 1 record, and you knew the future could be bright, and it ended up being bright. 18 years of Ben Roethlisberger. But the fact that they didn't win 18 Super Bowls in that span, some people were really disappointed. We know it's not realistic. We know the Steelers are tied with the New England Patriots for most Super Bowls of all time. Super Bowl wins, that is, with six. There's been 56 Super Bowls. And only one time. Did a team go to it in 11, 11 times? And that's the Patriots. The Steelers have one of the best winning percentages. For as many Super Bowls as they have. Winning six out of eight. You know, that's pretty spectacular. But it's been a long time. Steelers haven't won since the 2008 season. Mike Tomlin only won one, and if you ask some people, he won with Bill Cowher's players, which is something I never agree with, because Lamar Woodley was not Bill Cowher's player. Lawrence Timmons wasn't Bill Cowher's player. There's other guys that contributed. Mawode Moore wasn't Bill Cowher's player. You could name more. There were plenty of Bill Cowher players in there. But what you do with those players and to get them back there, you're putting your stamp on it. And that was year number two. So you really can't go for that. You have the fact that Mike Tomlin is has surpassed Bill Cower and is now in the top 20 and moving up. I mean, gosh, he just turned 50 this year. If he decides to play excuse me, decides to coach for 20 more years. You don't think he's breaking a lot of records. You don't think he's going to be in the top five, maybe number one of all time. I mean, the cards might not be perfect for that, but it could happen. He's a young man. If he wants to coach, ah, nah, bad. He's not going to coach forever. He's going to crap out and the Roonies are going to finally have enough. No, yeah, probably not. The Roonies are loyal and he's never had that losing season. I want to quit talking bad about that. Never having a losing season. He's got eight and eight. He squandered Ben Roethlisberger's years. He squandered all the years with Antonio Brown, the killer bees and that, you know, no, come on. What teams would not kill to have Bill Tower as their coach? What teams wouldn't kill to have had Chuck Knoll as their coach? And what teams wouldn't have killed to have Mike Tomlin with all that I just mentioned that he did as their coach for 53 years, only three guys in 53 years. That's why this is one of the greatest franchises you're ever going to see. Seriously, that's it. That is why you are going to have the glory that you're having in Pittsburgh. But some of us can't be satisfied. What do we need to be satisfied with the Pittsburgh Steelers? What is it? I, I don't understand it. I don't expect my son and daughter to get all A's every single year. I expect them to put their best foot forward. I expect there to be problems. I expect health to come into the system. When I say health coming into the system, my son has Lyme disease. He misses a lot of school. He's still an honor honor student. Some days he can't get out of bed. But what happens? He still gets it done. And it's a pretty good year. My senior year of college, something happened. A guy got ticked off where I worked at my part-time job. And I had had two part-time jobs. I worked at Fox 8 in Johnstown, PA, running the audio for them gotta apologize to those people because I was usually watching the pirates or the penguins while I was trying to do the news. And sometimes I wouldn't pay attention. Sometimes I would be watching the Simpsons on a different monitor and actually listening to my headphones and trying to multitask that didn't work out. So, Hey, I'm sorry about that, but statute of limitations is over. That was 1992. So much apologies for that, but you know, so what, what happened was I was at my last year of college and I was also working midnight to six on the weekends on a radio station and filling in a lot. And I was probably the next guy to get a full-time job. The guy got ticked off and he's like, basically did the old, take this job and shove it. I'm out of here. And next thing you know, I have a part-time job. Now I have another part-time job and I'm a full-time student. I'm working midnight to 6, but before that, I'm working 9 to 11.30 on the news. So basically, I'm working 9 p.m. to 6 a.m., going back to campus at Pitt Johnstown, trying to take a nap and get to my first class, which was, I think at that time, either 9 or 10 a.m. I remember having a 1 p.m. class that I would just buy. I would buy uh, those blow pops and I would just suck on them and chew on them like crazy and the gum just to stay awake. And. I remember the professor was a literature class and she, man, read me the riot act because I fell asleep. In class, and she's like, don't you ever ever disrespect me by falling asleep in class again. I'm like, ma'am, I'm sorry. I, I work midnight to six and then I'm trying to get to this class. And, uh, she gave me a little bit of a break, but man, I thought she was going to fail me. She did not like me, but why am I bringing all this up? I had a year where I was able to advance myself professionally I'll still be a college student, but I had probably one of the worst semesters I've ever had. I still graduated with a 2.8, but it dropped my average. Could have been higher, but it dropped my average. Then I go to graduation day. This is May of 1993, and my dad's like, you know, bad dad, you've met him. Well, you've met him on the radio or not the radio. You've met him on podcasts and last year's Father's Day podcast. I talk about him all the time. I'm blessed to still have him still my buddy, I'm 50 years old, and I go to this guy all the time, and he's always there to help me out, he's there to help my kids out, my wife out, he takes care of my mom, he's just an awesome guy, and I said, dad, I had a terrible semester, I'm glad this is over, he's like, no, I mean, your grades were, (coughs) excuse me, your grades weren't good, but what experience did you get this year? You had a great year. You juggled it all. You did the best you could with the time you had. You still passed. You still made it through. It wasn't your best GPA. I think I did have a 1.8 that semester. I didn't fail anything. I passed everything, but not with uh, <laughs> not with shining color. But he said, no, I'm proud of what you did. Because you worked, you couldn't be perfect, but you really advanced yourself. And as long as you have that work ethic, you're going to be fine. So that's what I'm thinking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. When you look at years of the Steelers, when they don't do so well, but they're laying the foundation, well... That could be something special we've seen it in the past with this team we really have and we're going to talk about some of those past years that laid the foundation when we come back right after this on bad language from behind the The worst looking man you've ever seen. There I am on the subway train. The Welcome back to Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from behindthesteelcurtain.com. I'm so glad to be with you on this Monday wherever you are. It could be rainy like it is here in Maryland or It could be sunshiny and beautiful, or you can be in a completely different side of the equator where it's winter for you. Yeah. It could be like that and it could be cold, but wherever you are, when you're talking about the black and gold, there's a sun shining down on you and it feels pretty good. It's always sunny when you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Remember that. So here we go. We were talking about Super Bowl or bust? I'm not talking about 2022. I will be. In fact, I'll do it right now. Do I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl in 2022? No. Could they win the Super Bowl in 2022? This is, I, I'm stealing this from Dave Schofield from the other day. I believe he was on the Stat Geek. Could they win? Yes. Yeah, they definitely can. I don't expect them to, but I expect them to lay the foundation. In the first half, I was talking about how I laid the foundation in college for my career. I had a work ethic that I found. I got it from my dad, but I found it and I realized that you could juggle stuff. And there could be stuff going on in between that could derail your year, but you could still have a successful year. The Steelers are going to have things that they're going to have trials and tribulations that they have to get past. But if they lay the foundation in 2022, if they figure out quarterback play, if they figure out their line, look, they've added to their offensive line. They still could you could still see another offensive lineman. I mean, a lot of people want Eric Fisher. Sometimes you could say, eh, bad, that's not going to happen. They're not going to bring guys like that in. But this is a new era. And in, even in the, the end of the Colbert years, they would bring guys like that in. You never thought they'd bring a Joe Hayden in. They did. You never thought that they'd be bringing Larry Owen this late in the game. They did. They brought guys in last year late in the game. Who knows? It could still happen. Or that offensive line could gel. You don't need five superstars on an offensive line. You need a cohesive offensive line to open holes for the guy who you think is going to be your superstar, and it's Najee Harris. Remember, he yelled at me, it's Najee. So if you say Najee, I'm going to have to correct you. It's Najee because he's serious about that. That's one thing that that he wants. He wants you to pronounce his name right. I don't want people calling me Byron. Or I don't want them spelling it B-R-I-A-N. Some people spell it B R A I N, which is nice. I appreciate it, but I'm not really a brain. But he wants it pronounced right, so do it. But if that line comes together, they don't have to have superstar quarterback play. They have to have solid quarterback play. They have to build a foundation for Kenny Pickett in the future. Kenny Pickett doesn't have to start now, but they build the foundation for it. And you've got a guy in Mitch Trubisky willing to help build that foundation. Knowing that there's a possibility that He's in here to be a mentor right now and to hold the fort for Fort Pickett. I like that Fort Pickett. You know, that's the possibility. It's the possibility that if things are solid, you could have a very good season. And what does a very good season do? it could set up a great season. Remember I talked about 2004 and Ben Roethlisberger laying the foundation and and guys like Alan Fanica were mad that he was there. Not mad that he was on the team, but mad that their quarterback got hurt in week two. Tommy Maddox goes down. They're upset about it because they thought they had a chance at being a championship team. Now they're riding with a rookie, and Fanica said straight out, I mean, we don't want to have to post our, our hopes on a rookie. But you know what? They go 15-1, and one, even though they don't make it. Ben Roethlisberger makes a promise to Jerome Bettis, come back one more year, we'll get it done. Heinz Ward is crying they couldn't get it done in what he thought was Jerome Bettis' last game. Jerome Bettis comes back. A guy comes out of the woodwork named Willie Parker to help lead them, then has a 75-yard touchdown in the Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger was not phenomenal. In fact, he was pedestrian in that Super Bowl. But you still don't win that Super Bowl without Ben Roethlisberger. But they laid the foundation. Yeah, they laid that foundation. And that's why they won that Super Bowl a year later in 2005. That's why they did it. Let's talk about laying the foundation in 1992. Bill Cower's first year. I know I say this all the time, ad nauseum. Steelers were supposed to go 4-12 if yes, Sports Illustrated and a lot of the outlets. That was a team in a rebuild, new coach. They were going to suck. Bill Cowers like, uh, you know what, I don't care if we play. One of the best teams in the league. Opening day in the house of pain, the Houston Oilers. I don't care. In fact, I'll do a surprise fake punt. I'll do that. I don't care. I'll show you who we are. Yeah, they went three and zero. they ended up 11 and five. They got destroyed in the first playoff game against the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round, 24-3 to at home. But what happened? They laid a foundation. Next thing you know, they were on the precipice of a Super Bowl in 1994. They blow it in the championship game. Then they are in the Super Bowl in 1995. And they very well could have won that game. We know that. You have your theories about that. You have your Neil O'Donnell theories. Save it. I, Come on. Nobody throws a Super Bowl. I'm sure they do. But if he doesn't throw those interceptions, if Ernie Mills doesn't get hurt, if, 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 and if, you know, there's different things going on. But Bill Cower was successful. And Bill Cower kept on building And they had to do a little bit of rebuilding. He had a couple of years that weren't good. But that team put it together. That team laid the foundation. They did not win a Super Bowl more than once in that time. They visited two in the Bill Cower era. But Bill Cower is a Hall of Fame coach, and Bill Cower's successful. You're not going to say that the Bill Cower era wasn't awesome. It was great. He got a Super Bowl out of it. He was in another. Could have been in a couple more. Lost in a few championship games. But since he only won one, were the other 14 years of his career terrible? Were they busts? I don't think so. Some of them lay the foundations for others. Mike Tomlin Laid the foundation in 2007 with the, going to the playoffs his first year. Laid the foundation for 2008. They followed it. Chuck Knoll would have probably been fired if he was a modern-day coach. Going 1-13 and 13 his first year. They won the first game with Dick Shiner at quarterback. There you go, Jeff. Dick Shiner. Then they lost their last 13. Next year, if I'm not mistaken, they were 5 and 11. 1971 wasn't much better than 1972. They start putting it together, but that entire time, Chuck Knoll's building a culture, Chuck Knoll's building a team. When you have that bad of a record that early in your career now, you're done. If you're a Cleveland Browns coach, you sometimes you've got one ear and they fire you. They don't give you a chance. One in 13? These days you're done. We talk about it all the time. Players have to lay foundations. Troy Polamalu, Cam Hayward. They had to lay foundations. Terry Bradshaw would be Mitch Trubisky today. In fact, Terry Bradshaw was less successful than Mitch Trubisky. Until he got it together. So what I'm saying is if you've got. A team. That makes the future look bright. Then it's a success. You don't have to win the Super Bowl every year, but you got to keep marching towards that Super Bowl. And that's what the Steelers do. That's exactly what they do. Yeah, they don't have their quarterback that they had for 18 years. Yeah, they've got a lot of turnover. But yeah, they are employing different philosophies than they usually do. And they've been doing that the last couple years. So, what happens if they do win the Super Bowl this year? Then, the last couple years have been laying the foundation for it. It's all about that. It's all about looking ahead and building and not giving up. Some people say this is a rebuild. I say it's a reload. We've had that conversation. As long as you keep taking steps forward, you're fine. As long as you handle yourself with class and poise, you've got me as your fan. This team could go 1-16 this year. I'm still going to be talking about it every week. I'm probably going to be complaining. But I'm going to be talking about them. And I'm going to be looking forward to the next game. I'm not going to lie to you on that. I I will be a little bit down in the mouth, but I will be just cherishing the fact that I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. So for those of you that are Super Bowl or bust, I get it. That's your philosophy. That's your right. But man, I'm just glad that I don't have that outlook. I talk about this all the time. When I had the terrible year of 2003, I talk about it, when I had cancer, my wife left me, had a baby with somebody else, and I call my mom and dad on New Year's Eve, and they're like, man, Brian, you had the worst year of your life. And I'm like, nah. I know I'm looking forward to 2004. Yeah. But I didn't have the worst year of my life. I had the best year of my life because I laid the foundation for the future. And I found out that I had a bunch of people around me and people came out of the woodwork and I had friends, I had family, and I knew what my worth was on this earth. And I knew I could go forward. So that's why I am that optimistic guy. That's why I love the Jeff Hartman philosophy where, you know, like, hey, they're going to go 17-0 and every single year. He doesn't believe it, but deep down, he believes it's possible. He's not going to go to Vegas and put his money down and say, hey, I'm going to bet my house and future on this. But he knows that it's possible if the planets align just right. That's why the future's so bright when you wear black and gold shades. This has been bad language from behindthestillcurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me Bad, and I gotta tell you, I ain't apologizing for nothing.